Welcome to God First with Brian C. Thomas, a program committed to encouraging you to put God first while viewing life through the window of the Bible. Now, in honor of the one and only true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, let's join Brian C. Thomas for today's message. Greetings in the name of our great and wonderful Messiah, our Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Brian Thomas, and as always, it is an honor and a delight to join you each week on the God First program. Well, folks, we are in for a real treat today as we have a very special guest joining us. My co-host, who is also my lovely wife, will formally introduce her shortly. But before I turn it over to her, I would like to say that anyone who knows me knows that I do not get starstruck. When it comes to famous actors, actresses, singers, athletes, I do not get starstruck. You know, I had the opportunity to meet Michael Jordan many years ago, and I passed on it because it just was not a big deal to me. But I am starstruck by today's guest. Now, the world elevates people to a godlike status when it is starstruck, even above God in many cases. So to be clear, I am not elevating our guests to the level of God, but I am giving credit where credit is due because I so much admire, respect and applaud the biblical principles that she stands upon in leading her women's ministry. How women and wives are to carry out their roles in society and in marriages, because it is so rare to hear what she teaches in our PC culture today. So I have followed her for a number of years and I have looked forward to this day of her joining our program. I mean, my palms are sweaty in anticipation. So with that said, I am going to be a fly on the wall today and just sit back and enjoy the conversation with Tara Furman of Knowing God Ministries. Here's my wife and co-host, Danita. Ladies, take it away. Hello, this is Danita Thomas, and I am honored to introduce my sweet friend, one of my Jesus girls, Tara Furman of Knowing God Ministries. And Tara is the founder and president of Knowing God Ministries in Cary, North Carolina. And the Knowing God Ministries mission is to change our world one woman at a time by equipping her to apply God's word and walk by faith. Tara is a speaker, a teacher, an author, and is known as a prayer warrior and a dynamic leader of women. And she is also married to her best friend, Tim, and they have two children. So, Tara, we welcome you to the God First program. How are you? I'm floored by that introduction by Brian. I can't even get my mouth off the floor. My jaw drops. I mean, wow, I'm totally humbled by that. It's so sweet. No one's ever said that about me, ever, especially compare me to Michael Jordan. I am. I've got tears in my eyes and my <laughs> And I'm picking up my, my jaw from the floor. But I am thrilled to be here. I've been looking forward to this all awesome, day. Awesome, awesome. So today we're going to be discussing how women can apply God's principles to marriage. This is a much needed message today. But first, I want to I want you to tell us a little bit more about Knowing God Ministries. Knowing God Ministries is a women's ministry. We're a non-denominational ministry. We're located in the Cary, Raleigh, North Carolina area, but we do all things virtual as most everyone else is right now. So we have people all over the world joining us for our workshops, our luncheons, um, straight from their computer. And um, the ministry, I formed the ministry based upon the premise that knowing God will change your life. And for a woman, when she knows Jesus, really knows him, um, She's 
typically the one that brings the reality of the gospel into the home. And when she begins living the Bible, when, you know, these words, um, I founded the ministry off um, Deuteronomy 32, 46 and 47, which says these words, which is the Bible, these are not just idle words. They are your life. And there's so many blessings um, that are given to families and lives when we follow God's word. And so that's, how I, I base the, the ministry upon that premise of God's word alone. And so we have women that join us from all different denominations and women that don't know Jesus at all. We Women that are far from God. Um, yeah. So that's a little bit about KGM. I call it KGM. It's short for knowing God ministry. Yeah. So if you hear us say KGM, that is knowing God ministries. And I am honored to serve on the knowing God ministries team. So um, we want yeah, to. Yeah, well, we're we're honored to have Miss Demita Thomas on our team. I can <laughs> tell you that right now. Blessed and honored. Um, so but go honored. ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, as you may know, there has been this escalation of feminism today, and so the biblical role of a wife has been distorted or totally ignored. So, um, can you share with us what God says about the role of a wife? Yes, first of all, the role of a wife, the role, um, her role in marriage is such a high call. And, um, yeah, I love what feminism has done, you know, in terms of in the workplace. You know, they've, I think they've done amazing things. And, um, and I'm thankful for the work that they've done for women, especially in the workplace. But I feel like when it comes to the family, um, I think that feminism provides a lot of confusion for women because mm-hmm. it, um, it it really has distorted what God means by the role of submission in marriage. So, I mean, that, let's just go ahead and address that right from okay. the get <laughs> That is one of the roles of a wife in marriage is to submit to her husband. And I, that is, um, it's been distorted by the culture that that's um, a weak woman is a woman that submits, but when you follow what God says, actually a strong woman is the woman that submits to her husband, only a woman that is really strong. But first of all, you know, we take into account that you're not married to somebody that is um, demanding things of you because that is a complete distortion of the way God intended the role of the woman and the role of um, for, ma- for the woman to be in marriage. Mm-hmm. I mean, he says, God says that we are equal, but God's a God of order. And um, just like in any kind of company, there's a president of the company and there's a vice president of the company. And the role of the wife is to be the vice president of the company. And the thing is this, is that that puts a lot of pressure on the man because he's got to answer to God for the decisions that he makes in the household. And um, and so submission really is when you look at it through the eyes um, of God, the way he intended it to be, it's a gift. God has given um, women the gift of submission. When um, the Word says in First Peter three that that when we submit, we we can win a lost husband to Jesus, mm-hmm. not by our words, but by our behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, she can turn by her behavior a dead, lifeless marriage into a thriving, loving marriage. Yeah. And um, it's all by living out the roles that God outlined in His Word. Yes, and I love how you mentioned that God is a God of order. That is so important for us to 
to if we're going to live for God, then we have to trust him. And so if God gives us this design for marriage, then there is an order to that marriage as well. <laughs> and we have to res- mm-hmm. we respect that order because we respect God and the purpose that he right. has for marriage. I love that. Now, I Absolutely. know. Absolutely. And you know, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. You're fine. Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because in Ephesians 5, he says, submit to one another. Mm-hmm. First, he says, submit to one another. But then the very next line, it says, wives, submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. And, you know, when I first started living this thing out, um, I, I was resentful of it until I saw the power behind it and mm-hmm. the difference that it made in my marriage. Um, but I just had to picture myself doing it as unto the Lord, as unto the Lord, I do this. And, um, but that alone changed the trajectory of my marriage. I've seen it change the trajectory of many marriages. Yes, that's exactly right. And I know um, Brian can attest to that as well. But um, as far as knowing, <laughs> as far as knowing God ministries, um, you all do a wonderful job. I could say we because I'm on the team, but you all do a wonderful Mm -hmm. job of sharing with women how important prayer is. You have devotionals and various books that relate to um, prayer, getting into your quiet time. So I would like for Mm -hmm. you to speak to how prayer relates to marriage and the importance of it in marriage. That's what power is. Um, And I learned early on to shut my mouth and go to prayer. (laughs) <laughs> because that's what brought change. <laughs> it wasn't me um, nagging or complaining. Listen, I tell this story. My husband, um, I begged him when I first started going to Bible study and learning, you know, that God's Word actually works. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted my husband to go to Bible study, and he was not saved at the time. And I would beg him to go to Bible study. And actually, not just beg, I would nag him to go to Bible study. <laughs> and um, he, he wanted no part of it whatsoever in fact he he got he went to graduate school so that i would quit nagging him to go to bible study (laughs) so he had an excuse on the night of bible study that he had to go to school that night so that he didn't have to go to bible study but that was when i began to learn that if i would pray um i would keep my mouth shut and go to the lord in prayer and my quiet time that's where the power is Mm -hmm. that's where my husband calls it the magic seat. That's where all the magic happens. And um, and you all know what I mean by that tongue in cheek. You know what I'm, when I say magic. You, you know, that's where, that's where the special something comes from, is spending time with Jesus each day, reading his word, studying it, and then applying it to your life. Right. So not just getting up and reading it and then forgetting what you read, but internalizing it and living it out best to the best way that you know. Um, that's where the power is, is right there in that chair. And so that's one of the things that we do at KPM is that we help women understand the need and the power of having a quiet time. It can change your marriage. It can change your life. It does because knowing God will change your life. So, um, but you'll love this, Danita, because you have such a heart for prayer. Um, I've got something on my website right now, and I had it made specifically for this, um, for this audience. And it's on our free resources page, and it's called Prayer Made Simple. It's called Prayer Made Simple Marriage, and it's under our free resources. And you can download this free resource, and it will help you pray scripture um, for your marriage. And so I just encourage everyone to go to, um, you can go to terraforming.com or knowinggodministries.net and go our free resources. 
and you can download a free prayer resource to help you pray for your marriage. Okay, that's that's really good because when we pray scripture into our marriages, the, the scripture is just is powerful in itself. So to even oh, to get those scriptures in and, and speak them with mm-hmm. your mouth and pray those scriptures over your marriage, over your husband and, and things like mm-hmm. that, that would do a, a wonderful thing for your marriage. Let me tell you real quick, Danita, what my, um, I had a mentor that told me this one time when she was describing the power of prayer. She said, Tara, picture something with the power of a nuclear warhead mm. and you launching that through prayer, which is scripture, which is scripture, which mm-hmm. is on this free resource. Um, when you launch scripture through prayer into your marriage, onto, that is, it's like launching something with the power of an atomic weapon wow. into that circumstance. And I've never forgotten it. And she's so right about that because as I have prayed for my marriage, I'm married today. If you really want to know the truth, I don't think I would be a married woman. Minus, and I mean that so sincerely, my husband would probably agree with me. I'm not sure that I would be married today because I was going the way of the world and I wanted my rights, what I wanted, what I needed, how I felt. And um, But when I learned to pray and quit nagging and talk to God about my frustrations and my anger, you know, that's one of the really cool things about God is we can take our anger to him. We can mm-hmm. take our frustration and tell him he can handle it. And then he settles us, you know, like right. instead of us going into a rage, he, he can settle us down so that we don't you know, make a fool of ourselves. <laughs> it, anyway, it all goes to the back to the power of prayer and spending time with him. I can't under, you just can't underestimate the power of that. Exactly right. You cannot. And so this is a great time for us to take a short break for some announcements. But when we return, we will allow Tara to continue sharing some valuable godly marriage tips with us. We'll be back. You are listening to Brian C. Thomas on God First. For more of Brian's teachings, please visit GodFirst.org to browse our extensive library of material. There you will find devotionals, blogs, articles, and audio messages available as MP3 downloads on various topics such as salvation, Bible prophecy, marriage, and the significance of Blessing Israel, just to name a few. You can also sign up for our monthly newsletter and visit our web store. So please visit us at GodFirst.org. Now, let's return to the conclusion of today's message. Welcome back to the God First program. We are chatting with Tara Furman of Knowing God Ministries and of Cary, North Carolina. And we're talking about how women can apply God's principles to marriage. And if you want to hear this message in its entirety later, you're welcome to visit our website at godfirst.org or email or you can mail us at P.O. Box 266, Nightdale, North Carolina 27545. So Tara... As you know, there's a lot going on in our world today. There's so many stressors, and I know that being on lockdowns or being shuttered at home or just spending more time at home in general, I know marriages are probably a little strained, but we do do know that Jesus, with Jesus at the center, marriages can thrive, even with the things that are going on today. 
So I would love if you could give us some helpful tips to create a thriving marriage, despite the times that we live in. Okay, well, I've got five, five just helpful tips for your marriage. And um, the first one is we're called to provide companionship to our husband. It says in Genesis 2.18, it is not good. Um, that God saw that it was not good that man was alone, and mm-hmm. so it says that He would make he, it says that He makes a He made a helper suitable for Him, and and so we saw there that Adam was Adam was lonely, and so we are called to provide companionship, you know, to our husbands. Um, that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing is we're called to be His helper, um, and straight out of that same scripture that He made a helper suitable to Him, and you know, I've had friends that. Have taken offense to that label, but I, I just remind anyone that is listening about that, that the Holy Spirit calls himself the helper. Yes. And what a high call that he would call us the helper. And, um, you know, just a real quick story, um, Danita, as it relates to being the helper. When my children and I, we were with a friend um, at a play date when my kids were really young. My kids are 18 and 20 now, but um, we were at a play date, and the woman's husband came home. And one of the things that I learned is that it's really not cool for you to be in the house when a husband comes home from work because as much as he likes you, he really doesn't want to see you and your kids when they get home from work. And so um, you really need to leave. And so I was starting to learn these principles. Anyway, the man got home early, and my kids and I were there, and I just thought, oh, we got to get out of here. But before I could get out of there, they started arguing. And it was one of those yeah. uncomfortable moments that you're going – Oh, you're gusty. I wish I were not here, you know, because it's uncomfortable. And um, all of a sudden, she screams at the top of the steps, I am not your secretary. And all of a sudden, he went quiet, and he left. And I just, you know, part of me was like, you go, girl. You are not his secretary. You tell him. And then the other part of me was going, well, that probably wasn't good. That's probably not, because I was learning during this Mm -hmm. season of my life. You know what? That couple, they're no longer married anymore. And, you know, that is the view of a lot of women. But we are called to come alongside of our husbands and help him. And, um, you know, a lot of times ways that you can help him is I often will ask my husband, can I help you today? Is there anything you need me to do? You want me to go to the bank? Do we need anything specific at the grocery store? I mean, just ask him, is there anything I can do for you? And because we're called to be a helper. Yes. Um, the third thing is that she submits to his leadership, which we just talked about, um, you know, that we, we submit to his leadership. But I, I do want to say, I, I didn't mention this just a second ago, but one of the things that women, and I can say this because I've done this and I see that it doesn't work, but, you know, when when you go along with what your husband has chosen, the decision that he's made, and he, it doesn't turn out so well. <laughs> one of the worst things you can do is say, I told you so. Yes. So don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> one of the greatest gifts you can give him is to believe in him yeah. even after he's failed and encourage him um, because he already feels really bad. And so, um, yeah. So anyway, I just, that was something else I wanted to say about submitting that, you know, that because it's all too easy to go, I told you so. I told yeah. you so. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Okay. Number four is he respects him. And this is a biggie. This is a big, the last two are really big. These are the big things that men want. And, um, and I have read, um, surveys 
that say that men want respect more than they want intimacy with their spouse. And so, um, you, you know, the word says in Ephesians 5.33, it commands the man to love his wife. Mm-hmm. Then it commands the wife to respect her husband. And, you know, so I always say, girlfriends, if we want love, we have got to give respect. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he wants to be respected. And so, you know, just some, you know, ways to apply that is what is your tone of voice when you talk to him? Especially if you have young kids, it's easy to forget you're talking to your husband <laughs> and when you get frustrated <laughs> and you talk to him in the same voice that you talk to your children. You know, you kind of have to, t- you know, get, you know, kind of get a check on that. Um, or if you're quick tempered, I was quick tempered last week with my husband. I had to apologize. Like he, I just jumped down his throat out of, I mean, just jumped down his throat and um, it came out of nowhere. <laughs> and, um, and he just kind of looked at me and I was like, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. And he, anyway, so, you know, when we're short tempered with him or never, ever, ever, ever put him down in front of other people, yeah, ever. That's right. um, disagree with him in private. Right. Um, encourage his good decisions and honor his authority in front of your children. So, if you, you know, whenever you, you differ with how you think, you know, the, you know, a decision being made with the kids, maybe it's discipline or a decision. Disagree and talk privately, not in front of the children, because that is very undermining and disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, and so you don't want to respect disrespect your husband. And so last is, um, well, you know where I'm going with this, Danita. It's the <laughs> it's elephant in the room. It's a really big elephant in the room, and that's sex. <laughs> um, you know, I used to use sex. Um, based on merit, I guess you could say, you know, that if he made me feel good and he did everything I needed him to do, then maybe I would reward him. And but if you live out what God says in his word and that it's in first Corinthians seven, and you know, I won't take the time to read the text for your audience, Tanita, but I encourage everyone that's listening to read first Corinthians seven, specifically one through seven, it'll blow your mind, but it's very clear. And it outlines that, um, the husband's body is the is you know my husband's body is mine, mm-hmm. and because when we got married we became one, right. and so our we so I belong to my husband, my husband belongs to me, and that we are not to deprive each other except for mutual consent, so that we can devote ourselves to prayer. And mm-hmm. the scripture says that, um, that if you're if you have um, if you are depriving each other and you're not praying, you're not following this. That's right. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm not blaming the, the rise of pornography. I'm not blaming that. But I can't help but think that if women, um, if they're attentive to that, I can't help but wonder if a man would not have the need to look at pornography sites if she's doing her job. And one last thing, and then I'll let you get a breath in, Danita. Um, my mentor told me this, and she's gone to be with Jesus now, but this was a 74-year-old woman who told me this, that um, that if my husband is ever frustrated and he's just in a bad mood altogether, that I need to go into my brain and go, when was the last time we were intimate? <laughs> and if it's been more than three days, I need to get to it. 
74-year-old woman telling me this godly woman and I've never forgotten it and she said Tara he can't think he can't think it's a physical release for him and he just can't even think straight it hurts she told me that that his habit parts start to hurt and she said but if you will take care of that need for him you will be blown away at the things that he will want to take care of for you and um so she's like so Yes, here every three or four days. So anyway, I, Danita, I'm telling you, it's sometimes hard to really live by this, but I'm telling you, God's word works. It works. It does work. And I think a lot of people don't give. They want, if they say that they want to be a woman after God's own heart, and that means obeying his word, we can't just leave out what he says about what we should do as wives. Mm-hmm. As you know, and as he just like we want him to bless us as we live for him, we would want him to bless our marriage as we live for him through our marriage as well. So we do have to be attentive to that. And so I wanted to share now. Yes, ma'am. And so I wanted to share also, um, you have a book that's coming out, but you have one that is already out and it's called the seven day challenge guidebook. Jumpstart your marriage in a week. And um, I know that, ladies, if you are interested in this, visit knowinggodministries.net because there will be a marriage workshop that will be using this book that's coming up soon. So I encourage you to go and and look that up. I think it starts on February 9th. And so please go and look at that. But Tara also has a book coming out soon called Prayer Made Simple. So keep your eyes out for that. And make sure that you go and visit Tara at knowinggodministries.net. There's a wealth of information there for us ladies regarding Bible studies, workshops, monthly luncheons and conferences. They have mother-daughter retreats. Hopefully all of this stuff will be in person soon. <laughs> there, Amen yes, to that. <laughs> there are blogs and newsletters, and you can purchase Tara's devotionals, um, prayer journals that she has there, um, find out when she has speaking engagements. And also if you would like to book Tara, for an event, whether it's in person or virtual, you can do that too. And visit her on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. So ladies, if you are a woman after God's own heart, get with God and bring bring God to the marriage table. There's so much that he wants to do through you. And just to um, get into the word, not just to read about things, but to also obey and put it into practice so that God can bless your marriage and draw you and your husband together as one, strengthening and increasing that love bond. His way is perfect. So let's use him in our marriage. Thank you so much for joining us today, Tara. And thank you for having me. And thank you for letting me talk about one of my favorite subjects. So I appreciate it. You are so welcome. Ladies, if we want God to bless our marriages, we must have God at the center, surrendering to Him. And as we surrender and submit to God, He will equip us for this good work, the work that we do in our marriages. God will draw you and your husband together as one, strengthening and increasing that love bond. His way is perfect. So let's put His principles to work in our marriage, because if we do not, number one, it is a sin, and sin blocks our connection with God. Number two, you're missing out on the fullness and the joy and love that that God gives through marriage. So once again, we thank Tara for coming on with us today, a true woman of God. 
And to the God First family, remember to put God first and bless the nation of Israel and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Amen.